Welcome to Beyond Better, a podcast that explores a simple but profound idea. We all deserve to live lives we love, and that includes our work lives too. I'm Stacey Ennis, an author and longtime location-independent entrepreneur living in Portugal with my family of four. Join me as I talk business, location independence, writing, travel, and so much more, all focused on building a life that is beyond better. Welcome, everyone. I'm thrilled today to get to introduce you to Mike Green, and I'll tell you more about him in just a moment. But I also want to share with you that I'm going to be reopening the doors to Nonfiction Book School, which is my author accelerator program. And I'm really excited about this. I have been working hard to get this program up and, and running again. So if you're interested, if you'd like to join the waitlist, you can go to nonfictionbookschool.com. As part of opening the program, I'm also going to be running a, a really wonderful, value-packed and transformative five-day challenge. So if you sign up for the waitlist, you will get information about that when it opens up. But now I want to get to the real reason we're here today, which is to get to know Mike Green. And I'll, I'll give you a little bit of an introduction to Mike, just where he is today. And then I will turn it over to him to share some of his really, really amazing story. So I got to know Mike through a, a mutual friend and colleague and had the immense pleasure of welcoming Mike through nonfiction book school. Mike Green is a performance coach who helps individuals, teams, and companies create sustainable, high-performance mindsets. He currently lives in the Middle East, where he works as a leadership and communication advisor and was recently certified as a master certified coach through the International Coaching Federation, which is, uh, for those of you in the coaching industry, know that is a very big deal and a lot of work. Mike has worked all over the world and uh, really in all kinds of different industries, which I'm sure we'll touch on today. And he's working on finishing up his book on the seven global truths of leadership, which is a really interesting story, kind of weaving together his experience and the leadership truths that he's learned throughout his travels. So welcome, Mike. I'm really excited to get to have this conversation with you today. Well, thank you. I'm grateful to be here. And I know we've been talking about having this conversation for a while, so it's exciting to finally make it happen. Um, so I just told our listeners or viewers about where you are today and a tiny bit about your background, but I'd love for you to give me a bit of your backstory. What led you into the work that you're doing today, living in the Middle East, traveling the world? So give, give us a little bit of that backstory. Thank you. Um, I grew up in Western New York in a railroad town. I was one of four kids. And when I was a kid, I would my mom would drop me off at the south end of town. And ultimately within two hours, I'd ride my bike all the way up to the north end of town, which is about two miles. And all the old adults or the adults would say, does your mother know where you are? So I've always been a traveler. And then later on, fast forward a little longer, I had to do a book report, which I just dated myself. <laughs> on something I really like. And 
as a kid, I went to the public library looking for a book about travel. And when I was in that, that section, I found a book um, by the title I could not pronounce and did not make sense to me. And it turned out to be Rahal, which is in Arabic, uh, means to travel or travel log, if you will. And it was by a man by the name of Bin Battuta. And Bin Battuta traveled in the 1400s and he traveled over 70,000 miles at the time and uh, wrote a, eventually wrote a book about it or you know, started a travel log about it. And in those first three pages, I read um, that if you give of yourself, or at least I learned, if you give of yourself, you can travel the world, which to a kid who had that travel bug that traveled around the, the town on his bicycle, getting in trouble quite often, meant the world to me because I knew that I wouldn't have to live in my small town and be a railroader or something like that. Not that that's a bad thing. But I knew right then I was going to travel the world. And eventually that, that stirred something inside me that I knew I was okay, that I was going to be able to travel. And then fast forward until I was about 21 when I first started traveling internationally. I went to Russia to teach spoken American English and also to start an experiential education program for the Russian juvenile delinquents. And that's really where it began about leadership, uh, putting yourself out there to grow. And that's the very beginning. And now fast forward seven, seven continents later, 63 countries. I've been blessed with the ability to uh, work with all cultures, uh, lots of cultures, I should say, all walks of life and different, in different scenarios, if you will. So that's how I started. And uh, through that, I got my accreditation with the ICF as a coach with over 10,000 hours now of uh, coaching, which is, I couldn't believe it either when I, when I tallied it all up, which took days, by the way. Uh, so that's how it all started. Wow. So it's, it, it's really interesting when you were talking about riding your bike around and mm -hmm. also the, the power of that, that one book you read. It was, it's funny because my story is pretty similar, except for completely the opposite, where I was, uh, I wasn't really actually allowed to explore much beyond my street as a kid. I couldn't even really go around the corner in my neighborhood. I, you know, just my parents were concerned about our safety. And um, so I didn't get that freedom of riding around on my bicycle like you, but where I found my, uh, my adventures were, that was in books. Um, I didn't pick up quite a, uh, such a notable book as you though. For me, it was like Babysitter's Club and Chronicles of Narnia and, you know, like books like that, that just kind of took me out of my, the, the, the present world and helped me imagine other possibilities for myself, even if it was like, you know, the main character in Babysitter's Club going to New York and, you know, those types of things. I think books are such an amazing way to allow people to imagine different possibilities for themselves. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So speaking of books, you are right in the thick of finishing your mm -hmm. book. And I'd love to, for you to tell me a bit about the story of what led you into writing, because what led you into writing is how you and you and I met. And then mm -hmm. we can talk a bit about your journey of writing the book. Um, but first, what what inspired you to to take that first step to write your book? Um, as Abin Batuta once said, traveling leaves you speechless, which it does. 
and then turned you into a storyteller. Well, every time I'd come back to my small hometown, everyone wanted to hear a story about this place or that or running with the bulls or whatever have you. And everybody always said, when you write a book, I want to buy it, you know? So I've always had that uh, experience. And once I had children, you realize that you leave a legacy with them, with memories, with experiences, et cetera. And it got the call to write a book got stronger and stronger. Then COVID hit. And um, uh, I said, well, this is a gift of time. There is a rose of COVID. I just have to find it. And I honestly put that out there in the universe. And um, what led me to it is that I, my wife and I dis discussed after I finished my MCC certification journey, so I go, well, we're in a good rhythm right now and real COVID is not going away. What should I do next? She goes, she, she looked right at me. She goes, well, you should write that book. And, I'll write mm. it. and it hit me and I said, you're right. And uh, it was a powerful moment. And then also all of a sudden, two days later, serendipity, serendipity or happenstance, I see your announcement on LinkedIn and it just connected. I said, this is it, this is it. Mm. And um, um, I clicked on it, I signed up, moved heaven and earth to be part of your that organization. I don't know what you would call it, but I heard your pitch, I guess you would say, and it moved <laughs> and awakened something in me back when I was a kid riding that bicycle, that, that, that joy, that the sense of expression and the, the ability to go out and the curiosity, what's this going to be like? And, mm. uh, and that's what started. Mm. Oh, I got chills when you were talking about your, your wife um, encouraging you to write. I think that's a pretty sh common shared experience for people that they have somebody in their life, whether it's a, a spouse or a sibling or a friend or a client who says, hey, you should, you should write that. You know, you should write that thing that you've been talking about. What made you hear her in that moment? Like, how? Why did that connect for you and and feel like the right thing to do? She forced me to acknowledge what I've been putting off for years. Mm -hmm. I worked at a hospital, and I would go speak to the older people in the hospital that didn't have anybody visiting. Because I couldn't do anything. I couldn't physically help them. I could just go in and, and you know, talk with them. And they always said the same thing, that they wish they traveled more and they spent more time with their family. And then as I traveled, I always thought to myself, if I was somebody in, a, in their position where I was in a hospital bed and somebody came up to me and asked me, what's one thing you hope that you do in your life? And I always said, write a book. The more I traveled, the more people said it. So that was one of those things that I was just kept putting back. It was the back of my mind. It was like an echo, you know, kind of like, field of dreams, you know, you need to write a book. And then that one day, my wife said it to me and it hit me. I get emotional just thinking about it. She acknowledged what she made. She forced me to acknowledge what I've been putting off for years. Mm. And, uh, and then, so that's really how it all came to be. Mm, your wife's amazing. Thank you for sharing that, Mike. Um, and, and I, again, like just to go, to go back to my initial, the reason I asked that question is I think, there has to be something inside of you that's willing to hear that and then take action, right? Because how many of us, you know, have somebody very caringly, uh, you know, say you should do this thing that you've 
we've been talking about, but we just kind of brush it off. But you actually heard it and you you decided to go forward. So I think that's equally amazing. So I'm I'm curious to know from you, and this is going to be an inter- this will be interesting for me to hear about your experience. You know, being on the other side of this program. Um, but as you got started writing your book, was it what you expected? How did that initial, the kind of the initial process of, of writing your book go for you? Was there anything surprising or extra challenging or really exciting, inspiring? I was on cloud nine for weeks. I think probably at least four to five weeks because it just poured out of me. Just re- that yes, I can write a book. And I just kept doing what you told me, just whatever you just keep writing, just keep writing. And I was like, wow, there is a lot here. There is a lot here. So the emotions started right at the beginning. Um, really like liked it, looked forward to it. Um, it. It just felt natural. And, and finally, I can't say it any other words, but it was a finally, like, finally, you know, the, the dam was broke, so to speak. And um, what I was grateful for, especially being a parent, that, because we focus on our children, right? Uh, we, we focus on their needs, their experience, and making sure that we create memories with them. But I have to remember what made me, me, as a father and as a husband and this allowed me during a time which was you know covid related that we were like all searching for something but meanwhile i have something i have like i have myself looking looking at my experiences overcoming things that i did willingly that were tough to do and it gave me that strength to say to remind me who i was and remind me who i need to be in front of my wife, in front of my kids, my neighbors, my colleagues, my clients. So I was grateful for that. I'm still grateful. I mean, grateful. Hmm. It's um, that was really beautiful. The the way that I think about that is, you know, I think a lot of people go into writing a book to accomplish the goal of having written the book, right? Like they're more excited about the end result. But but as we've discussed multiple times the power is really in the process and in kind of journeying through writing the draft. And what I hear you saying is that 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 introspective, that dedicated introspective and creative time kind of allowed this level of clarity of self, clarity of message, clarity of of direction and, and how you want to show up in your relationships. True. That clarity of how I want to show up is true. Um, We'll talk more about this as the process goes on, but during that process of writing, the clarity not always was there. You know, is this any good kind of thing, right? We'll get to that in a moment. But it really allowed me to show up better and like kind of take away the fog and the fog of the years lived and the memories gone by. And it came back to me like, man, you did some amazing stuff that you can't forget to, to articulate to your legacy, to your kids, the people who mean most to you, your, my mother, you know, I started writing that book only for four reasons. My mother, my two boys, my wife, that's it. You know, I mean, truly that's, after they get it, that's all that matters. Um, Because I wanted to thank my mother for encouraging me, you know. Mm. Um, But it really was a, it was an introspective, it was an act 
of introspection that is a gift and I think we don't give ourselves enough time because we're too distracted by this media and this and kids got to be in bed by 7.30. Did they take their vitamins? Did they brush their teeth? Did they comb their hair? We get distracted by, which is all important, don't get me wrong, but for four months, a gift that will keep on giving, that's an investment in so mm -hmm. many ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that, that that idea of like a focused, intense period of creation and introspection, having that long-term payoff, both in all the things that we talked about internally, but then also there's that added benefit of uh, you're, you're about to be a published author, right? And so you have this very measurable thing that's going out into the world too. So you mentioned um, some of the challenging parts of writing your book, especially once you got nearer to the end and i'd love for you to talk about that and why why it was challenging why those moments were challenging for you and what you learned from it well the first four weeks you know going through the school with everyone else was really great because we all supported one another challenged one another etc and then eventually you start typing and you're like into you're in chapter four and you got forty five thousand words on you're like holy i got four more chapters, five more chapters. And you just keep going. You're like, wow, just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going, you know? And <laughs> where are we going? I don't know, but I'm going to keep typing, <laughs> you know? So you just keep doing that. And then all of a sudden you get hit like, does this even matter? Who's going to read this? Not 75,000 words, who's going to read that? You know, there's no plane ride in America you can take right now to let you finish that whole book. <laughs> you know, it's like, nobody's flying. Who's going to listen? Nobody, you know, because you get that can't man in your ear or can't woman in your ear. It was challenging. But then I realized that this was a different journey that I've ever been on before. And then I need to apply the same metal, if you will and overcome it or embrace it. I actually didn't overcome, I embraced it and said, okay, I'm gonna change that negativity into production, if you will, of experience and get my mindset. So it was an act of mastering, um, mastering the art of just getting back in that place where you could type again. And uh, that mastery of Yep, I got this negativity going, but how can I turn that into a positive? And that's that's what I did. Um, it was tough, and I'm grateful I had support. And I'll be honest with you, my wife at one point was like, "I'm tired of hearing about this book. When are you going to finish?" You know? <laughs> New story. I just it's full. And it was towards the end. It was like the last week. And I was like, "Well, I got to do one more thing." She says, "I'm tired of it." Was, plus, I'm you know working during the day. I got clients at night. I got kids and, you know, she, she throws a loop for extra vitamins one night. I got to give the kids the liquid vitamins and I got to give them the, the other kind of vitamins. I didn't tell them about the other Jewy vitamins. I give them their vitamins. I'm tired, you know, so. Yeah. So this whole journey has been throughout. It's been like this and it will be like this, but it's a journey for, it's a journey of, of a gift of yourself into those because much like a Bin Batuta reached out to me 500 years later, he moved me and it changed my life. 
And I believe that, at least for my boys, they'll have a better understanding of, about my life. And, uh, mm. and my wife will have an appreciation. And my mom will have, you know, 100,000 words of thank you. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's beautiful. How, you know, as you look forward with this book, I mean, you're, um, as, as we record this, I believe you've been through editorial, right? You've, you've gone through the, or you're mm -hmm. in the thick of editing and um, on a path to getting the book published and out into the world. How do you see, you know, now that you know what this book is, you have at least an idea of what the fully formed version of this book will be when it comes all the way out into the world. How do you see this? Uh, how do you see it impacting your work and your your kind of, I guess, your trajectory of your your work, your life going forward? How does it fit in? Okay, so me, work, and life. All right. Mm -hmm. For me, um, it was an exercise in being vulnerable, being okay to put it on paper, and then having it. Uh, so that was great. And how do I see it affecting me? So that that constantly constantly experience that because it's kind of putting yourself out there. And every day you type, you're putting something out there. And for me, it was like really vulnerable, even though I'm a you know self conscious or self reliant kind of guy. But you get real self conscious about it. Um, and it helped reinforce that I do I have a lot to say and I have a lot of experience. So that's me as an individual. My work. It just reiterates the, the the theme that I when I work with people, I go, it's all about putting yourself out there to allow that growth to take place, the introspection, and then your action going forward. And then for my life, I believe it's gonna the trajectory will take place where it allows me to get into more um, opportunities to support other people that are in moments of vulnerability. They're looking to somebody who's been there or they at least could connect with. And I'm hoping that that book helps people connect with themselves. And they also ultimately want to connect with a individual who has the skill set to support their, their transformation, to help mm. manage that transformation. It's, it's interesting hearing you talk about all those different facets, specifically the last piece that you mentioned about that, that reader having, you know, having a, an experience reading the book that gives them helps them understand themselves better maybe even seek out support for their own growth to me that really connects to uh the the type of people that i love to have either be connected with or have in nonfiction book school or, or work with are people who are working on a book that's part of a bigger mission and purpose in this world and they see this kind of step of, of writing a book as helping them kind of take that next leap and have that next scale their impact or, or grow, grow their impact and influence in some way. And what's cool about what you just described and the, I'm, I, I'm not gonna pronounce his name properly, but the, the uh, Abin Batuta, did I say that right? <laughs> okay, um, his book, I mean, did you say he, he wrote it? I mean, hundreds, hundreds of years ago, right? 1400s. And to me, that's the power of a book is that it can, once it's done and it's out into the world, it can continue to have an amazing impact on individuals, even after you're gone. I mean, it's that, that legacy piece, it's that impact piece. And 
what I hear from you is that part of this is, yeah, for your, your immediate family, you know, as kind of an expression of yourself to them. And the other part of it is really supporting other people's growth, which aligns so perfectly with what you do in your right. profession, in your work. Exactly. And again, I forgot about everyone else. My family's front and center, right? But then I believe that I have so many, my stories can inspire people to, to connect with their own leadership truth in a way that helps them change their trajectory just a little bit or their course a, a little bit so that they have bigger results later on down the road. And with your school, what helped me was the fact that there was a structure to mm -hmm. writing a book. I'm all over the place, obviously, right? So I was just like, all right, whatever Stacy says to do, I'm going to do. And I did it. And I did it, you know? So I was looking for a structured process with a group of people to support me, an individual that I uh, believe in and trust. And then ultimately, who's going to, I'm hiring, I hired you the book school, nonfiction book school to support my strong desire to write a book. And you, you, um, by far, um, landed on that. You, you over, over achieved. Mm. I just can't believe, I cannot thank you enough for this, the, the, the gift that you gave me and my readers and my family of a structured process that supports everyone because we had a group a diverse group that some people write about this some people write leadership some people about their own life journey and it worked for everyone um i would say it worked for those who choose chose to let's put it that way and then those who are not ready at least they know they have a system and they were still grateful i think that it was amazing is that everyone's is equally grateful hmm. isn't that interesting that Everyone is equally grateful, no matter where they were in the process. Yeah, yeah, it's um, what what you're making me think about is the power of community and, and connection in this process. And it was so fun for to watch you and, and others in your cohort, you know, journey through your writing process and to have this opportunity to to not be alone because as somebody who's written lots of books, um, I normally do it all by myself. And so when I envisioned this community aspect of the program, it was really to like bring together motivated, incredible people so that you don't have to go through it all by yourself and to provide that structure to make it, to really be able to unleash your creativity, like unlock that, that ability to write words down. Um, but I was actually, really profoundly moved by the way that the community formed and how i mean there's that piece that i think is like only human beings connecting with human beings can create which i i think is really amazing yeah it was it was nice i it was very nice to be a part of it it was especially I, it was very nice yeah so mike Looking, you know, looking forward, you have a really amazing journey ahead of you. And there may be people who are listening or watching who, you know, look at this really confident, successful guy and don't see themselves in, in you. Maybe they're doubting their story. Maybe they're doubting their message. Maybe they're doubting their ability. Or perhaps they think that nobody would ever actually want to read what they have to write, this book that, that 
that is important to them, but they think nobody will ever care to read it. Uh, so there's a number of a number of, of uh, lines of self-talk that aspiring authors that they're kind of like this reel that goes on in our heads, and they're they're different for everyone, but there is kind of a theme to them. And so now that you're reflecting, I mean, you're still in the process, which to me is really cool that we get to talk right now because you're really in it, right? We're not reflecting back years later. You're actually still in the thick of it. What would you say to somebody who, um, you know, either they've started and, and haven't been successful in finishing their book, or maybe they haven't even taken the first step to get started? What have you learned along the way that either you wish you know you had known or you think would be helpful to somebody in that position that's thinking about writing their book? If not now, when? If not you, who? Yeah. And it's an act of... of vulnerability that allows for growth no matter if one person writes it or a thousand what does it matter you're you're putting it on paper and i've done a lot of things in my life but sending that send button to my editor and just asking her to please just be brutally honest with me and when she calls me back and she's like why did you want me to be so brutally honest i was like because i'm so vulnerable right now please so it's, an, it's a gift to yourself that you'll be, I truly believe that any human being will be grateful that they do on their deathbed. Mm -hmm. they, mm -hmm. because, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be that person lying in bed saying, you know, I could have did that. Because it's going to live on. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, Mike, and I don't, um, and we're, we're going down a, a relatively morbid path, but I'm, I'm going to take us there one more step. Um, you know, I, I recently, in a community I'm in, um, somebody passed away that was a really impactful and an important person to this community. And um, in the message that one of the people in the group sent out, it said he had two things that he wanted to do, and one was write a book. And you know, he had an amazing impact. It clearly, it was very clear from the messages that I saw. Um, and I think there is that piece of us that, of, of most people that want some way to capture our experiences and in a way that will outlive us or outlast us or even transcend us while we're on this planet still doing the work that we do, right? Replicate our, our impact, scale our impact. Um, and, and I think that's a really powerful point that that's not true for everyone. Not everybody has that desire, but if it isn't within you, um, you can take action or, or not. And you really have to make that decision for you and, and then move forward with whatever the right next step is. Yeah, absolutely. Take inventory. If you think about it, it's a investment for four months of your time, not all the time, but time. You have to set time aside. You're going to have to set some funds aside for this nonfiction book school, and then ultimately put some funds aside for all the other things. But uh, it's, it's, it's a, something, it's a legacy. Mm -hmm. It's a gift to yourself and a gift to everyone else, really. 
Mike, thank you so much for your time today and just sharing more about your story. And um, we'll have to have you back on when your book comes out so we can talk about the principles in it. Um, I mean, that's going to be such an exciting release where I'll be celebrating with you. Can you please tell our listeners or viewers where to learn more about you and where to connect with you? Yep. So right now I'm um, at mwellandgreen.com. That's M-W-L-L-L. Green.com. My website's under uh, construction. I'm kind of in the process of transforming both virtually and physically and as an author. So keep track of me on mwellandgreen.com or Mike or Michael W. Green MCC on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to connect. And if anyone is hearing this ever needs any help, no problem to help anybody out in time of need to, to support them. If they're interested in my services as a coach, reach out. It's fine too. If you need a uh, someone in the background to support you during your ups and your downs, I'm, I'm, I'm here to serve because that's been my life is to serve. Yes. And I, um, anyone listening or watching, I, I, I know he's 100% genuine in that offer because uh, Mike is a very authentic and, and generous person. Um, so Mike, your, your website is mwellandgreen.com. The best place to connect with you, it sounds like, is LinkedIn. Um, and and uh, thank you so much. Thank you for your time and energy and just for sharing about your journey. I think, well, I, when I think about the journey of writing a book, it can be a very private experience. It's um, a lot of work. It's a lot of commitment and discipline. And so I appreciate you letting, like pulling the curtain aside a little bit so that we can get a bit of a peek into what that experience is like. And just congratulations, sincere congratulations to you on, on all that you've accomplished so far. And I'm so excited to see what the next step is in your journey. Thank you. I'm grateful for your, the gift you bestowed upon me, my family and future readers. It's all because of you and the nonfiction book school community. Thanks, Mike. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. This podcast is produced by me, Stacey Ennis. Special thanks to Daniel Alexander for sound editing and Catherine Fishman for project support. These two make the show possible and I'm grateful. You can always access show notes, including any links mentioned in this episode at stacyennis.com slash podcast. And you can connect with me at stacyennis.com, on Instagram at Stacy Ennis, or on Facebook at Stacy Ennis Creative. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Here's to building lives that are beyond better. <laughs>